out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, there goes Davis! Oh my God, Davis is going to run it all the way back! He's going to win the football game! Touchdown! Like, you're 1v1 in this Mitch run. Uh, the first one is, is the moon fake? I don't know how much an alligator weighs. I'm saying alligator weighs 400 pounds. I weigh four tons. I don't know. What's good, everybody? It's your boys, Travis Kane and TJ, here on the TKT Podcast, your favorite podcast of all podcasts, the Two Kill Tom Podcast, on all podcast streaming platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. We are back, and we are here with our first ever second episode of the season really but our first ever sports episode our singular sports episode where we're going to be two doing two episodes a week we hope you guys are excited we're fucking pumped we couldn't be more excited to bring you guys more episodes and more content for you guys to see every single week uh boys how how are we feeling it's sports we love sports go balls go everything i said go balls We mentioned in our first episode that, like, pretty much anything with balls, like, we're in. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> yeah, I was, anything with balls, I'm in. Was I think that was the direct quote that I used. Anything with balls, I'm in. But, guys, what, how do you feel? What? It's sports, man. We... We we haven't really sat down and talked about sports in so long where we just took 30 minutes to an hour to just hash it out. What? Yeah. The equi- the equinox should be like soon. Is there going to be an equinox this year because the NHL is going, NBA is going, uh NFL is going and so is the World Series. They're all going. So normally normally once a year they all line up on one day. I don't know if it'll do it this year because the World Series is is so late. But that'd be fucking fire. Anyways, guys, so let, let's 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 tackle the short the short one uh that we have on the schedule today. We're gonna start out with the World Series. We're gonna start out with baseball because it's it it's quick and easy. It's the World Series, man. We're already at the end of the season. Uh so Basically, what happened was two of the biggest underdogs of the entire season have made it to the World Series, the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers. The series is tied, yes, the series is tied one-to-one. Granted, the Rangers have been good over the past decade or so to where they've made it to the playoffs typically, but they never end up fully winning it. They, I, I don't want to say the Rangers have been good because they really haven't been good. They've just been good enough to make it there and not win it. Um yeah, like they've been just good enough to get there, not good enough to win. So right now the series is one to one. The next game is tomorrow at seven oh three. Um when the playoffs started, let me give you a rundown of how it looked, guys, because I know you don't pay attention uh to baseball too much. Uh so you had the Rangers versus the Rays, the four versus five seed in the wild card round, and then the Twins versus Blue Jays. And how the wild card round works now, it's not just one game. It's a th- best of three series. So you have to win two games in order to to advance to the next round. So you had the three Twins versus the six Blue Jays. The Twins end up beating them and going to play the Astros. And the Rangers beat the four series uh, Rays. So they're the second worst seed in the playoffs for the American League, right? They play the one seed Orioles. Mind you, the Rangers swept. They won 2-0. 
Then they go to play the one-seed Orioles and win 3 nothing in a best-of-five series. So they now are 5-0 and in the playoffs. They get to the ALCS against the Astros, who beat the three Twins, and win in a Game 7 fashion, which was a beautiful game. It was probably one of my favorite series I've watched since 2004 and 2013 when the Red Sox won, won the chip. Um, and on the opposite side, you have the four Phillies versus the five Marlins. Phillies won 2-0. The six Diamondbacks versus three Brewers, Arizona won 2-0. Arizona beat the number two seed Dodgers 3-0. Phillies win 3-1. Diamondbacks beat Phillies in another Game 7 in the opposite side championship series in the National League NLCS to go to the fucking World Series, a five versus six seed in the World Series, in which both didn't lose a game until they got to the championship series. Both went Game 7s, and the Diamondbacks are in the in the World Series for, I think, the first time since 2003 or 2001, whenever they won it. It's fucking unreal. I love underdog stories, so when it got to, when it got to the ALCS and the NLCS, Rangers, Astros, Phillies, Diamondbacks, everybody wanted the Rangers to win. No one fucking likes the Astros since 2017. And all that shit happened. And the, their quote-unquote dynasty, I'm going to look it up while we're talking about it right now. I'm, I'm getting kind of a little bit deeper into this than I wanted to. But the, the Astros dynasty isn't necessarily a dynasty at all. Um, so I got to see if I can find it. Hold on. Astros. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for the Rangers and the Astros. So, so this is this is the Astros history since 2017. A quote-unquote dynasty. So 2017 won the World Series 4 to 3, the year they cheated or quote-unquote cheated, whatever. 2018 lost in the ALCS. That was to the Red Sox. 2019 lost in the World Series. 2020 lost in the ALCS. 2021 lost in the World Series. 2022 won the World Series. 2023 lost in the ALCS. They've been in the ALCS seven years in a row. At the minimum, the ALCS seven years in a row. Seven. Since 2017. Yeah, so they've won the ALCS. They So they won the World Series twice, but they've won the ALCS one, two, three, four, four times. Out of seven years. Yeah, so, like, there, there's the joke that, I mean, for being a dynasty, they sure don't fucking win too much. Like, two and seven is great, but when you've been fucking four times and you only won two, and you've been to the championship series seven, like, you got to, to be considered a dynasty, in my opinion, I mean, you got to win at least four and ten. I would say four and ten. So if they don't win two more World Series in the next fucking three years or three seasons, can it be considered a dynasty? Yes, because I guess they made it to the championship series multiple times. But, I mean, actual championships, I'd say four and ten. You have to win at least 40% in a decade, right? So for for the Diamondbacks and Rangers to make it, it's huge. I mean, the Phillies were in the World Series last year and lost it. So everyone thought the Phillies were going to win. And as soon as it hit, I was like, Rangers, Diamondbacks, that I, I want it. That's what I want to see. 
and we're here, and it's one to one. And last game one was fucking phenomenal. It was five to three in the ninth, and Corey Seager fucking walks it off to win the fucking game. And 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 then fucking last night, what it was like nine to two or something like that, like an absolute fucking banger of a game. I just nine to one is what it was. Excuse me, and one to one, bro. Like, oh, it's so exciting. I love the World Series, bro. I love it. Best, best of seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so that's that leads me into the question. So with these two underdogs, is the MLB regular season pointless, or is it too long? You have 162 games a year per team. And you end up, so so you have two of the bottom seed teams. So you have the Rangers who went 90 and 72. Second worst team in the American League playoffs. 90 and 72. 11 games back of the first seed Orioles. And nine games back of the number, uh, was it the, it would have been the number four seed Rays. In which they swept both of them. Nine games back. Swept them. And and in comparison, the Diamondbacks, the worst-ranked team in the NL, was 84-78, 20 games back of the Braves, 16 back of the Dodgers, who they swept, and six games back of the Phillies, who they beat in seven-game series. In comparison, 84-78... There's one, two, there's two teams in the American League that didn't make the playoffs that had a better record than them in the NL, and the Diamondbacks are in the World Series. So is the, is the MLB season too long? I've said it before on this podcast. I love baseball. I, I watch a lot of baseball. I love May. Spring training is awesome because you're seeing kids that you probably won't see in the league get their shot. April's great because it's the first month. You have your first 20 to 30 games. May is okay. June is fucking pointless. I don't think I ever watch a baseball game in June unless I literally have nothing else to do. July, yeah, you got the All-Star game, so you watch the Home Run Derby. August, you're starting to pick up because now it's like, okay, if you have a bad August, you can recover in September, but if you have a bad August, it's going to make it really hard to make the playoffs. September's awesome because the playoff race is officially like, hey, you have 20 games, 25 games. Now's the time. You're either pushing or you're not. But you have two months of the season where it's just like, yeah, I mean, this may matter in six months from now. Like, I I want to watch the game, but, like, you have teams where, like, the Red Sox had a minus four run differential, the lowest out of any negative run differential on any team, missed the playoffs. Granted, they were 78 and 84. And then you have an 84 and 78 team that had a minus 15 run differential in the World Series, a team with a minus 57 run differential make the fucking playoffs. Whereas everyone else in the American League had a positive, there's two teams, or three teams, sorry, two teams in the NL that had a negative run differential 
double, triple, quadruple more than the Red Sox or even the Yankees or the Tigers, the Guardians who didn't end up making the playoffs in the AL. And the team that made it to the World Series was outscored 15 runs through 162 games. In comparison, 15 runs in 162 games, obviously that's a minuscule amount of being outscored, bro. So why is that? Like, why have 162? I know they've had it that way for a long time, but, I mean, you could cut out 60 games, 40 games. You could cut... Yeah, I would say probably you cut out... If you could cut out June, that would make it work. So you cut out the 25 to 30 games in June, and that makes it way more entertaining. Because, and I know you can't just like take a fucking month away from the calendar. I get that. But you have, you have the uh, March spring training, April season starts, May you're just getting warmed up. You're finding the team. You know, you're 25 games in. You're discovering who can actually fucking play and who can't, who's, ha- who's going to have a good year at that point. You take out June. July's the all star break. So people get two weeks off and you have the all star games. Fucking fun. August. The the playoff race is heating up. September, you're finally in the midst. You know pretty much who's going to make it. There's going to be a couple teams that are fighting for those bottom spots, but you have your favorites. And then you have October. That's that's your playoffs. But even then, you have the you have the Diamondbacks, who worst ranked seed, and the Rangers second worst seed, like making the playoffs and going to the World Series unsuspected. But Rangers going back to the run differential plus one sixty five. They outscored their opponents by an average of one run a game. They were 90 and 72. And the Diamondbacks are right there with them, bro. I love baseball because of it, man. Like, as much as I want that season to be shortened, I don't want it to be shortened because, yeah, it doesn't matter, but you can make that argument about the NBA or the NHL, man. Like, it's a lot harder in the NBA, I feel like, to be an eight seed and go because, like, I mean, you know in the NBA, you always have those fucking three to four teams that are going to be in the playoffs. You know right from day one, those are your contenders right now. And they're probably going to make it. You don't get 20 games to figure it out. You get maybe 10, and if you don't have it figured out by 10, you're like, okay, let's make a fucking change. You're you're panicking. You're trading to make a fucking move if you're not in that run. You're making moves. Cause what the so the season just started and this is a good segue segue into into our basketball segment here. Um the season just started what last week? It was like the twenty sixth or twenty seventh was game one. Yeah, like the the Raptors right now, I think are one and two. We played three games. Both games we lost were good games. They they weren't bad, but you're looking at a team who doesn't want to re-sign their star player Pascal Siakam mid-season until quote unquote. And this was the president's quote: "Like we don't want to re-sign you or give you a bigger contract until we know this team play like plays the way it's supposed to." That's that's the guy we're building around. Like that is our franchise player. Which granted. The, the Raptors have shown, like, they don't give a fuck about franchise players. They'll trade to get a ring, and then, yeah, like, it doesn't matter. And 
I'm fine with that, but you don't say that. You don't tell the media you're not going to sign your main player. So when you look at a team that's one and two, both games were close, you're like, okay, this is going well. In two months, or in a month and a half, when it's December 15th, December 25th, and we're 25 and fucking 23, or or 23 and 25, I don't know if they'll play that many games by then, but you're halfway through the season, you're 30, 40 games in at 500, on the cusp of not making the playoffs, you haven't re-signed your star player, you're going to have to make a move. You're either signing that guy and picking somebody up or getting the fuck rid of him and getting two or three players in return and either scrapping the season, going in a rebuild, or making the push this year. Yeah, that's that's you don't say that, bro. So, so, and it it's not just the Raptors that I'm necessarily talking about. It just happens to be that's the instance that leads into the segue of in baseball. You have till till the All Star break, and that's usually the first or second week of July. So you have three to four months of figuring out what the fuck we're doing, and then you have another week or two until the trade deadline. To figure out what the, okay, so here we are. We've had two weeks and now another two weeks to make a move. Basketball, you don't have that. You have two months because if you don't have it figured out by the 1st of January, you're going to be in rough fucking shape. And then it, Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to look at December 2022 NBA standings while while you're talking about this real quick. Go ahead. I think so too. So let's see. To yeah yeah to make fucking to make the players feel like because what it was two years ago or a year ago that like Trey Young and all of them were like we don't need this many games like the midseason sucks no one cares like no one like that's cool and all but no one wants a fucking tournament midseason I think it's cool I think it's gonna be fun to watch but it's also just as fucking pointless as those midseason fucking games it's just as pointless as the thirty to fifty fucking games in the middle of the season that no one gives a fuck about. Because if we really fucking cared, it'd be like playing... It, all that is is basically a round-robin fucking pool over 82 games to see who's going to make it. I think it's just a trophy. I think it's like mid-season champion. Like is literally what it is. You get called the mid-season champion. All right, let's let's see who who made the playoffs last year in the NBA. Anybody remember all the teams? All right, so obviously the Bucks, Celtics, I got I, I 76ers, Cavs, Knicks. 
I'm running it down in seed form. I just pulled it up. Nets. And then Hawks, Heat, Bulls, Raptors. That's your plan. Yes. Just just because. I mean, so what? You have five teams that don't make it in each conference technically don't make the playoffs anymore. So let's as a matter of fact, let let's do away with what? It's four teams in the plan, right? We're gonna do away with the plan. So you got Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, Suns. Me too. I like that a lot. Clippers, Warriors. So first off, fucking four teams from California made it. That's crazy. I don't think that clicked out right now. All right, so December. This is as of Christmas Day. These are the standings. Boston. This is one. This is Eastern. One seed. Boston. Two seed. Milwaukee. Three Cavs. Four the Nets. Fifth the Sixers. Sixth the Knicks. Seventh the Hawks. Eighth the Pacers. So of the six teams. Milwaukee ended up getting the first seed. They were the second. Celtics moved down to two. They got the, they uh, they were the one seed at the time. The Cavs got the th- the four. They were the three. The 76ers were the three, were in fifth. The Nets were at the time in fourth, got the sixth. And then the Knicks ended up getting the fifth and were sixth. So by Christmas, by Christmas, Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm just saying, other than it being slightly out of order by three positions, the playoffs in the East was set. Let's go to the West. I got I to gotta find the West because it's probably Western Conference right here. So, on, on the 25th, so it was Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, Suns, Warriors, Clippers. By Christmas, Nuggets one seed, Memphis, two. Pelicans were up there in third. Uh, You had the Clippers in fourth, the Suns in fifth, Kings in sixth, and the Warriors were down in 11. So all but one team was in the playoffs as of the 25th. And who, who, so who was in the play-in? The Pelicans, Thunder, Timberwolves, Lakers were in the play-in. At the time, Pelicans were the four seed. Mavs were the eighth, so they didn't make it. Timberwolves, uh, OKC, Lakers were 12th and 13th. So they were two spots out of making the plan, or one spot out for the West. Going back to the East for the plan, man, just again, this is just proving the fact that if you don't have your team set by Christmas, you're fucked. Eighth on the 25th, who was the play-in for him again? Sorry. Uh, for the East is the Hawks, Heat, Bulls, Raptors. Hawks, Heat, Bulls, Raptors. Heat were ninth. Raptors were 10th. Bulls were 11th. Magic were 12th. And the Hawks were fucking 7th. So the entire Eastern Conference was set by Christmas. If you do not have your NBA team figured out, by December 25th. Yeah, but bro, that's what I'm saying. Like, you make the argument about baseball. Yeah, like you make the argument about baseball because you have a team 
that was worse than three or four respected teams in the East, which happens happens all the time in the NBA. I get that. That could have made the playoffs and didn't, but it was the same six teams that everybody knew come Christmas was going to be in the playoffs and have a chance at the chip. And the MLB, like, it's not like that. You have that middle middle battle the entire year of those lower-end teams. Granted, it's the same thing as the NBA. Those bottom four teams probably aren't going to make it. This just happened to be an exception where two of the worst seeds in the MLB playoffs made it. In the NBA, you don't have that case where you can make the argument that 20 or 30 games could easily be pulled from the NBA season, but no one wants that because they all think it's the right the right number. And I, I agree. I think it's the right number for the NBA season. Um, but you can easily make that argument for the NBA. I think the only league you can't make that for is the NHL or the NFL. I, I think the NHL maybe because it's so little games that you wouldn't want to take any away. I think they play 62. I'm pretty sure it's... No, it's 82, excuse me. 41 home and 41 away, so same as the NBA. Yes. But you you just have this this conglomerate that believes the MLB season is too long. But you have more of a battle in those four to six seed wild cards than you do in the NBA for the play-in or even the the top six seeds. It, I mean, we just we just proved it that on December 25th, uh, the fucking teams are the same. It, it's the same as the login. Oh, we lost Trav somehow. You're good. Um. So so let me ask you guys this after kind of hashing that out for fucking 15 minutes. Who's your guys' early season favorite so far this year? Like who who do you who would you say is your your favorite to win? NBA, yeah. Yeah, my, mine's the Bucks, man. I think Dame is going to take that team. Like him and Giannis are going to end up winning a chip this year again. Yeah, Nuggets look like the same Nuggets as last year. They're going to be good for years, man. Their team's locked down. Yeah, it's this this whole offseason for the NBA was crazy. Like just where people went and ended up fucking moving to to me, like Chris Paul being on the Warriors. I obviously he he's six man. I would assume he he's going to be the starting second point guard. And wait, so so then Curry's at shooting guard and Clay's at small forward. Damn, what the fuck? Nah, no way. I feel like you have to have you you have to keep Curry there. I mean, it's his team. If anything, move Chris Paul to shooting guard, but he's just too small, I guess. I just, I, tr- I trust. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like it's Curry's team. Like, he, I don't know. He's not a selfish guy, but.
don't think so either. I mean, I mean that's what that's what they've done the last three years, and now they add Kevin Durant and. Well, I, th- I think he's the team – yeah, he's the team leader right now with four assists in one game. That's not how you win games. You have to be able to move the ball. Four assists per game. He- he's team leading right now. So they're 2-1. and one. First game was the Warriors, 108-104. Lost by five to the Lakers and then obviously crushed the Jazz by fucking 22. Yeah. And only beat the Warriors by four. What was the box? Yeah, he had 39, shot 14 for 28, had 11 boards. And see, like that game, team assist leader, Grayson Allen, four assists. You cannot win a game if you're not passing the fucking ball. Yeah. I always forget he's still the league, bro, like. Uh, hold on. I got to pull up the full box here. Uh, LeBron had, let's see, 21 points, nine assists, eight boards. He damn near had a triple-double on their head and only won by five. Anthony Davis put up 30-12. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, 14-5-4. And then Austin Reeves, 10-2-1. Their bench didn't do shit. Their bench only scored fucking 25 points. I love him, though, dude. It's funny that you say that. So this year, they the Lakers have played two games. They're one and one. He had 11-7-4 and then 14-5-4. And I think if I go to last year's games. Oh, shit. I just clicked 2015. Hold on. Damn. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, I went way back. Yeah, so last year's game in the postseason, this is against the Nuggets, 4-3-10-8. Then in the conference finals, 19-15-4, 21-10-19. Conference semis, 31-11-17-5-19. Like, it, every other game is like good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. Regular se- Regular season April 12, 17, 26, 18, 11, 18, 17, 30, 20, 2, 21, 16, 10, 18, 29. That, that, that's in two months. That's April and March. No. No. All right, hold on. I gotta, I gotta get to the nets here. I feel like I'm the tech guy of the podcast. It's funny as fuck. I feel like I'm supposed to be the guy in the background, like looking shit up while you guys talk. <laughs> uh, you said Cam Thomas. Uh, he's averaging 33 points a game, so that's pretty solid. Um, hold on. I wanna, I wanna go to like actual fucking. Box scores. So you're 0 and 2. You lost 114 to 113 to the Cavs. Cam Thomas had 36. Yeah, uh, you, Cam Thomas had 36. Um, let's see. Where's the rest of his stat line? What the fuck? 
He's coming off the bench scoring 36. So hold up. Game one against the Cavs, you lost by one. Leading scorer off bench scoring 36. Shot 13 for 21. The starting point guard and shooting guard combined for nine. Shooting one for three and two for six. In camp, Dinwiddie and Simmons. Benjamin. Fucking Benjamin. Well, yeah, because now he's on the Nets. Well, yeah. Mavs, 125-120. to So 125-120. Cam Thomas started 30 points. Simmons ended up getting 10 and had 8 assists. Almost a, a triple-double with 10 rebounds. And who, who was your starting point guard in the last game? Yeah, he had 23, 8, and 3. Yeah, he went off that game. Yeah, 49. 49-10-7. Unreal. Unreal. Didn't like... Going back to the Bucks and stuff, I don't mean to change teams or anything like that. But going back to the Bucks, didn't Dame like first game on the Bucks like hit it, hit not a buzzer, but like under a minute game winner like elevated the team? Fucking I he's probably one of my favorite players, bro. Him and that CJ McCollum fucking duo. Mm, love it. Fucking love it, bro. Going back, uh, kind of going off that, too, we wanted to go favorite role players or underrated players that we really like. Uh, who would you guys say is your favorite role player right now in the NBA? I mean, 50% of the time, yeah. Yeah, that, that was going to be my, my answer. I think he's still on the magic. My answer is going to be Terrence Ross. He's probably my favorite all-time basketball player. Uh, no, he's on the Suns. He's on the Suns. That's what it says. Yeah, no, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> Damn, he's been in the league that long. When do you think, yeah, when do you think he came to the league? Off Dome. 2012-2013 season. Played 73 games. He's been that fucking long, bro. What? That's wild. He averages 11 points. I feel like that's higher than he ever fucking scored with the Raptors. I just, I'll never forget his, yeah, I'll never forget his rookie of the year fucking, not rookie of the year, but his rookie year uh, winning the dunk contest. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's why I was like, holy fuck, that was that long ago, bro? I used to think he was splashed from three and his career three-point percentage is 36%. Definitely could be up there. Yeah, I know. I love Terrence Ross, man. Yeah. Yeah, he, like, opens packs and shit on 2K, too. 
what a scrub. <laughs> um, Travis, who would you say is your your favorite role player right now? I feel like it, I guess you could consider it a role player, but I mean he he's been in the starting lineup for for a while. He's been in the starting lineup for. Wait, hold up. When did he go to the Grizzlies, bro? What the fuck? What? I don't remember hearing about that. What the fuck? Oh, I do. I do remember that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's that whole. Nah, I mean, he could definitely be considered a role player, man. I mean, you look at his stat line, like last year averaged 11, six assists, and three boards. With three personal fouls averaged a game. I think I think you could easily consider Marcus Smart a role player. Like, he he's a starter, but he's not going out there fucking doing anything crazy. He's going out there getting you his 10 points a game, getting you his four or five assists, his three rebounds, nothing crazy. He's just going out there playing the game. He is, he is a consistent role player. You can count on him. You can count on him for 10 points, four assists, and three boards, and three personal fouls. <laughs> um, consistently, yes, he takes, on average... Uh, 4.9 a game and makes 1.6 of them in his career. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's missing 2.3. Yeah, dude, like, no, actually 3.3. He misses 3.3 a game. God, in, in 20, so last year he took an average of 5.6 a game and only made 1.9. Oh, that's not fucking good, buddy. Um, going off that subject, City Edition jerseys this year, fucking blow. They're terrible. They're ass. Um, fucking booty cheeks. Um, there are a couple good ones. I like Utah's. It's like purple with like a white uh, gradient mountain range. I really like it. Cleveland's, I hate. Uh, I'm just going off of, like, off of what I'm seeing here. I'm scrolling through them real quick. Uh, I don't mind Charlotte's. I kind of like the the teal with the blue. Minnesota's is cool, but I don't want to see him playing it more than one time. Like, that's a game where I want to see the guys go out and do publicity in, play a game that night. Like, they go out and do, like, the children's hospital and all that type of stuff. Like, do, like, the caring for the city. Play a game that night in those jerseys that are, like, signed by all the kids. That'd be fucking sick. That Why has no team ever fucking done that? That would be phenomenal. Go to the like the children's hospital, have all the kids sign the jerseys, and then play in them. Holy fuck. That'd be gas. I need to get on a fucking PR team. Holy fuck. Damn. Uh, Lakers suck. The Mavs suck. The Warriors suck. Pacers suck. Bucks are kind of cool, but it... It has nothing to do with the team, in my opinion. Um, I don't know where bright blue comes into play. Yeah. Uh, the Thunder is stupid. It's basically just their normal jersey, but instead of blue, 
they made it like a translucent black with all their logo cut up in random spots. Looks stupid. Bulls is ass. Uh, let's see. The Raptors is okay. I liked it better inverted when they had it last year. The Knicks I like. The only reason I really like the Knicks is because, like Travis said, it's basically just their jersey or their older jersey. And then I like how they did New York in, like, the double the double font, not, like, just uh, an outline. I like that. Uh, Celtics, gas. I love the Celtics. That's probably my favorite one. The, like, yeah, the off-white with the green uh, and the gold, just fire. Nuggets is okay. Uh, he is blasphemous. The fact that that got passed is ridiculous to me. Same thing with the Nets. I don't know what any of that means. Uh, it literally says in this SB Nation, if an NBA jersey was designed by a child, and I, I agree, it looks fucking terrible. Uh, Memphis is boring as fuck. It's black with uh, bars across the front. Orlando's is actually kind of nice. It looks like an older NBA-style jersey. Other than that, every one of these sucks. Every one of these is pretty fucking rough. Um, Speaking of rough as well, the amount of meat riding that the NBA is doing on Victor Webb and Yama, I'm fucking over it. We're three games into the season. Like, bro, if I was seven foot tall, I could do what he's doing. Like, get, give me a break. How the... I don't, Victor Webb, Webb and Yama. Here we go. San Antonio Spurs. Average. He's a rookie, okay? A rookie. Woo. Fucking 18 points, one and a half assists, and he's averaging, so far, eight and a half rebounds. In 27 minutes. You are seven foot four with a... Thousand foot wingspan. How is anyone getting aboard over you? Put your hand up. And it's the only time you shouldn't get aboard is if you're on the right side of the basket and that ball goes screaming to the corner on the left hand side of the court. Because if you're there, you should easily be able to just be like, oh, that's mine. That's mine. Like, no, bro, I'm over the meat riding with this kid. Because I'm sure he's going to be great. He's seven fucking foot four. And you couldn't, you, you couldn't watch the opening fucking night of the NBA without it being talked about. Watching a game at fucking four o'clock and there being a countdown next to the ticker saying when his fucking debut was. Meat riding. Meat riding. I just... He... No, like, I want him to succeed. I want him to go out there and get a fucking triple-double every night and show all the fucking guys that really don't like him wrong. But, like, chill the fuck out. There's... I'm trying I'm trying to think of of who this there's another seven footer that's doing the same like basically the same stat line right now that's a rookie. I don't I can't remember his fucking name and now like none of that just helped me. In fact, that probably made it worse for me.
Maybe. Yeah. Chet Holmgren, Holmgren, something like that. It's got to be him. It's got to be him. Yeah, so he he's averaging 14, uh, 9, and 2. Or sorry. But yeah, 14, 9, and 2.5 and with a steal and 3.5 blocks. So everything this, this other kid's doing, and he's not getting the attention. The same, I mean, same stat line. Five points less a game. Same stat line. Yeah. He had seven. Yeah. He had seven blocks. Like, how is he not getting the attention? Yeah, but I I don't watch the NBA. Like, not as consistently as you two. So all I'm not hearing about this kid, bro. Like he's not getting the he's not getting the clips online. Oh, so he's considered a rookie this year. So so how does that work with the NBA? Because like in the MLB, if you don't play at least a third of the at bats of your team. Like, throughout a season, like, you're still considered a rookie next year because they call people up and down all the time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because I know the NFL, I don't think that fucking matters. Because, like... I want to see rookie year controversy because now I do remember you saying a bunch of stuff like that. Um, just kind of going off of basketball as well. We'll we'll talk about the MB thing after the pod. Um, but jumping into the NFL, it, I, we're halfway through the NFL season, or basically halfway. It's week eight of week. Uh, of a 17-week season. The games are actually going on right now as as it's going. Um, but I did want to touch on that and kind of catch everybody up to speed uh, from our point of view. With the NFL season, man, it's it's been a crazy year in my opinion. There's been a lot of big injuries. There's been a lot of big signings and movement. And people that are succeeding that I don't think anybody really thought would have the year that they're having this year. Um one of the biggest ones is Jonathan Taylor, obviously, finally getting re-signed. Uh, we were talking about that towards the end of the pod last season uh, with everything going on with rookies and running backs and wide receivers and who's getting paid, who's not getting paid. So uh, I'm really happy to see Jonathan Taylor get paid. I want to see him do really well. I want, I want him to earn that money now and show, like, hey, running backs are worth more than, than people think. Um, Yeah, like, that's what I'm afraid of, is there's running backs that deserve money and they're not going to get it because if he fails, that's going to be the benchmarks. Like, well, look at the Colts. They paid their guy, and look at him. Look at him. He's not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah, like, why, why, did, it, why did it happen then and... Like you said, it, it was random because there was no talks. He went on the pup list because he didn't want to play. He didn't want to sign. And then he got hurt. 
So why all of a sudden was it, oh, we're going to sign him? Because I think that's what it is, man, is they, they want him to fail so that every NFL team can use it as leverage of, well, look at this. Like, this guy got paid. Like, what do you want us to do, man? We can't afford to have that happen to us. And then we're just out the cap. And it fucking sucks. I don't want that to happen because you got guys like fucking Derrick Henry, who's like, you know what I'm saying, who deserves to get paid or um, like Saquon deserves to get paid. Yeah, but like you look at guys like Saquon, who has been their franchise player, and then they go and pay Daniel Jones before that or. Uh, like Aaron Jones, in my opinion, a great running back, but does he does he deserve the money that like Saquon deserves? No, he hasn't done nearly enough for the Packers franchise to be considered on that level, in my opinion. But there's four or five other running backs in the league that really deserve to be fucking paid that aren't going to get paid if this whole Jonathan Taylor thing goes down south. So going. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I think that's what's going to end up happening. Because, I mean, even, so there was a big switch in fantasy football this year, too, is like a year, uh, last year and probably the last four to five years have been nothing but running backs in the first, like, two or three rounds. And this year, it was completely different. This year, it's all wide receivers because, all the running backs are either getting hurt, not getting paid, and don't want to fucking play, and all this other shit. And it's like you have that that switch flip in your head where it's like, all right, well, I can't, I can't draft Saquon because we have no idea if he's going to play. And like, if you look at the standings this year, I mean, the the AFC East is as tight as ever. I mean, the Dolphins are 5 and 2, Bills are 5 and 3. The Jets have found a way to win 3 games. The Patriots are 2 and 5. And then you got the North Ravens are 5 and 2, Steelers are 4 and 2, which as a Steelers fan, I'm shocked about. Like I thought at the end of last week when we won, I was like, "Damn, like we we're, we're actually playing pretty well." But I it didn't click in my head that we were 4 and 2 until like Thursday when I was looking at like shit for the Jags game coming up today. Like, holy shit, we're four and two. Like, I don't think anybody realizes the Steelers of all teams are four and two with how shitty they played on offense are four and two this year. I don't think they're gonna win the chip. I don't think that's even a consideration. I don't think we make the playoffs or win a playoff game. Will we go positive? Yeah, we always fucking do. Woohoo. Um But then you have the Browns who are four and two who who you have no idea what team you're gonna get week in and week out. And the Bengals are three and three, who I think started out one and three and won the last two. Joe Burrow has played terrible this year, has had nothing but calf problems. The Jags five and two, the Titans are two and four, the Chiefs six and one, and the rest of the AFC West is fucking terrible. Then you have the NFC. The Eagles are six and one. The Cowboys are four and two. The Commanders' defense hasn't fucking showed up once this year, and the Giants are two and five because their offense can't fucking move the ball forward because Daniel Jones has approximately point three seconds in the pocket. And NFC North, the fucking Lions are five and two. They finally lost another game last week. 
The Vikings are three and four, and Kirk Cousins is having a fucking monster year, a career year, pacing the fucking passing record in pretty much everything other than touchdowns. Packers are two and four. Somehow have lost three in a row, but every time I watch the Packers, it looks like it's going to be a blowout. And then the Bears are two and five. They trade away Chase Claypool and they win their first fucking game. Like, that guy's a fucking curse, by the way. Uh, I'm glad he's not on the Steelers anymore. <laughs> it, no, like, the there's a legitimate, like, tracker right now for, like, how shitty he's been. So, when he was on the Steelers, the, they were 11-0 and then lost six straight, lost in the playoffs. Went to the Bears after being, like, 0-5 to start the season last year, like, 1-5 to start the season. The Steelers end up going 9-8 and after they trade him for a first-round pick. The Bears didn't win a game for a year. The first game after they get rid of them, they win, and the and the Dolphins get blown out by, like, 20. Yeah, he's a fucking curse. Yeah. Uh, NFC South is fucking abysmal. I don't think anybody in the NFC South deserves to make the fucking playoffs. Falcons are 4-3 and three and have been awful. Bucks are three and four. Saints are three and four. And the Carolina Panthers are the only winless team in the NFL right now. Oh, and six. And that makes me very happy because Will's a Panthers fan. Uh, Not that I pray on his downfall or anything, but it's just funny. Um, I just, the Panthers can turn it around. They just don't have a team. Off dome. Off dome, name one receiver. He is. He is. Name one defensive player. And there's names. There's, yeah, there's names on the Panthers' defense. I believe so. Like, there's names on that team. Bryce Young, quarterback. Miles Sanders, running back. Adam Thielen. DJ Shark. Hayden Hurst. Defense. You have Derek Brown, Brian Burns, uh, Justin Houston, Dante Jackson, Von Bell, Xavier Woods. Owen Six. Yeah, like they're. An okay team. So, so to break down their season, I didn't mean to get stuck on the Panthers, but Atlanta twenty four to ten loss, loss to the Saints twenty to seventeen, Seattle thirty seven twenty seven, uh, Vikings twenty one thirteen, Detroit forty two to twenty four, and Miami forty two to twenty one. So in back to back games, they allowed forty or more, and have lost by three scores one two three. Three times lost by two or more, one, two, three, four times out of six. Their defense just allows so many fucking points. Getting smoked. Yeah. Passing yards so far this season Bryce Young, 967. Only 967. Comparative to the rest of the league leaders. Kirk Cousins, or sorry, Josh Allen's first at 2165, so half of the leader. Tua, 2092, Kirk Cousins, 2057. 
Half. Half. Where does he rank? I want to see where he ranks, bro. 30th. He ranks 30th. The two quarterbacks worse than him, Daniel Jones to Sean Watson. Deshaun Watson. Get, guess how many Deshaun Watson has. For for reference, Bryce Young had 967. Nope. More than five, but less than eight. Nope. 683. Yes. Yeah. He had, uh, yeah, it was, it was like high six, low seventh. Um, it's, here, I'll find it again. 884, sorry. He has 884. So he's just behind. Just behind. Uh, pat, passing touchdowns, Deshaun Watson, four. Daniel Jones, two. For perspective, uh, Derrick Henry, one. Yeah. There has been 42 starting, or 42 quarterbacks, or 40, yeah, 42 people that have thrown the ball. Because some of them aren't quarterbacks. Like, there's a punter, a couple running backs, and a couple wide receivers. Keenan Allen, one touchdown. Ryan Tannehill only has two. Granted, he's hurt now, so that probably won't go up. Anthony Richardson, out for the year, has three. He hasn't played in two games. Ryan Tannehill, yeah, he looked great. Kenny Pickett, five touchdowns. Then you got, at the top, Josh Allen's at 17. Let's see how many times uh, quarterbacks have been sacked. How many times? Who do you think has been sacked the most? No. This I wouldn't think. I would have thought it was Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones is second. But it's not close. No, Trevor Lawrence is 11th. He's been sacked 16. To give you an idea, the guy that's in in first for being most sacked has double, over double the amount of sacks of Trevor Lawrence. Sam Howell, 40 sacks. 40, 40, 40, it's halfway. He's second at 28. 28, it's not close. You're talking three games. Four. How many times, isn't the record like fucking 50 or something like that the highest is 76 and he's pacing more than that halfway that's before today's game that's before today's game 40 I wonder what his average time in the pocket is Sam Howell average time in the pocket well, because you also have to think, like, there's pressures and whatnot um, that happen where they don't get sacked. But he's been sacked 40 times. So what what makes you think – how many times do you think he's just getting pressured before he gets the ball off? Oh, I need to find the stat. So this is as of September 26th, so two months ago or a month ago, is 2.48. Yeah, 2.48 seconds to throw the ball.
Wow. Damn. That's crazy, dude. God damn. Well, didn't you guys play the Bears or no? Because Khalil Mack had six in one game. But I don't think it was against the Giants. I don't think it was. I can't remember. Or he's not on the Bears. He's on the Chargers. He's on the Chargers. Yeah, sorry. Did you guys play the... You guys played the Chargers, right? That couldn't have been against the Giants, though. Damn. All right, so who would you guys say is your favorite to win the Super Bowl right now? Despite wanting them to. Because I, I think the team that is going in the NFC is going to be the 49ers. No defense is stopping their offense. If you, if you, if you have that healthy offense with McCaffrey, Debo, fucking... Brock Purdy. Yeah, they're 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 positive ninety two points already this season. I'm gonna I'm actually sorting this by point differential real quick. So ninety two. The next closest team in the NFC in positive point differential is the Cowboys at fifty four. The the AFC is a little bit different. You have the Bills at eighty six, the Ravens at seventy four, and then the Chiefs at seventy three. So there's teams that are close, but the closest in the NFC is the Cowboys at 54. The Eagles are at plus 45. You're just doing that right now? That's what you're doing? That's what that's what you're doing right now. Broad daylight. On a Sunday. <laughs> now, I hope the Ravens don't do shit. I hope Lamar breaks his leg. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. Um But I don't want him to ever win a championship. Ever. Um not until he leaves the Ravens. If he goes to like the Raiders, sure. Yeah, if he goes to the Raiders, sure. I don't but, like, that's why I don't want the 49ers to win it because that means they would tie the Steelers and the Patriots for six um, because I know the Steelers have no chance of winning the Super Bowl this year. Um, if the Steelers win the Super Bowl this year, I'll walk around. I'll walk down my street in a bikini. Hey, buddy. Yep, if the Steelers win the Super Bowl. <laughs> hi, buddy. You want to say hi? want to say hi? Yeah, hi. Hi. Hi, buddy. Okay, okay, go get mom. Go get mom. Okay, mama. Thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah, anytime I'm like, hey, go get mom, he goes, goes right away. He loves his mom. He may immediately come back, but he always goes to get her. Um, yeah, so I think the 49ers win the chip, buddy. I think that's who's going to win. Who I want to win would be the Steelers. Obviously, that's not going to happen, so I would say the Bills. The Bills fans deserve it. What do you mean? 
Well, that's that's for sure, but they're not going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. It hasn't. Yeah, no, I just we're not a good enough team to win the Super Bowl, bro. Like the difference is when the Giants won at eight and eight, they still had a decent fucking team. I mean, our point differential is minus twenty four. And we're four and two, so that doesn't bode well for the rest of the season. That we're three scores fucking negative and still positive. I have no hope. I have zero hope for this team. You're two and four. What your bye week was last week, right? You're playing minute you're actually playing Minnesota right now and you're down seven nothing in the fourth. Or in the second. Uh That'd be crazy. Uh, Steelers are down 6 nothing against the Jags. Giants are down 7-3 as we're speaking right now. Um, speaking of, is it? it's tonight. It's tonight's game. Is it tonight? I think it's tonight. The Chiefs-Broncos, whatever time that plays. A 3-25 scheduled snow game. There's snow on the field and it's supposed to snow the rest of the day. Mahomes is playing a flu game, according to Travis. He got the details on the inside scoop uh, per source. It's a flu game. Hashtag Michael Jordan-esque moment for Patty Mahomes. Um, Nice. I don't think there's anything better than snow football. Whether you're playing it, watching it, doesn't matter what time of year it is. You put that game on, and I just, I just a little hop, cup of hot cocoa, fucking cuddled up in my little throw blanket, fucking got lights are dimmed, but you got the blinds open so you can see all the brightness from the snow, and you're just a little three o'clock snow game, all cuddled up, yeah, all little cuddled up, buddy. Oh, uh, I can't fucking wait! I can't wait to watch the game. Yep, and you just you just cuddled up and I love it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, who would you guys say so so the Titans are debuting their Oilers uniforms this year, uh, today against the Texans. Um gorgeous powder blue, nothing sexier than those, and everybody like gets upset because it's Houston Oilers and it should be Houston's jerseys and shit. It's like, nah, the Houston Oilers moved to Tennessee and they were the Tennessee Oilers for two seasons before they came to fuck Titans. So fuck you guys. Learn your goddamn sports history. Uh, but I think those are probably the best throwback uniforms in the NFL. If we're talking to all of sports, there's some there's some nice fucking throwback unis. They're all right. I mean, they're basic. Hate them. They love the helmets. Jerseys, disgusting. They, yeah, I, just, I, I don't know. They just, they're ugly. They're not an attractive uniform, in my opinion. I didn't mean to upset you. Yeah, those were awesome. The green, the Kelly green is just an ugly color. I just don't like the color. It reminds me of baby shit. 
the Kelly Green, the the Eagles one. I love the Seahawks. That was fire. The neon, those were gas. I just the Phillies throwbacks, the Rays, pretty much any uniform that's powder blue. I'm with the like the Rays with the Devil Ray on it. Um, the Raptors purple fucking oh. Oh, I need to get a new fucking throwback Raptors jersey. My Vince Carter one doesn't fit anymore. I wonder if it fits Haley. I've never had her try it on. Yeah, it'd probably fit you. I've had it for fucking ever. It might not be long enough. You're way taller than me. Boys, I think that wraps up our first sports podcast. I think we uh, we had a pretty good episode today. We've been doing it for an hour. Uh, we wrapped up or recapped pretty much everything we've missed over the past couple months in sports, and we haven't done an, a really a sports segment on our podcast in a long time, so I'm happy that we're doing these separate episodes. I'm pretty fucking pumped about it. Well, <laughs> a little, little sports talk, nice little hour fucking recap of the week. So these we do record these on Sunday, so we'll be a week late on NFL games, but we will uh, go over the upcoming week for the Sunday games with you guys every single week. We're going to go over NBA games, NHL games, MLB, as it plays out over the next couple of days. It may be over the next time we talk. The World Series may be decided the next time we speak. Um, but anyways, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a like, comment, subscribe, as well as leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Uh, much love, everybody. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the sports edition of the TKT Podcast, and we will see you all in the next one. Peace.